Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Insights, everyone. Today, we have an extraordinary opportunity to receive information and guidance from the spirit realm through live channeling. When it comes to channeling information from the other side of the veil, there is more than one way to achieve the connection, retrieve the information, and deliver it. For instance, when I channel, it occurs in one of two ways. The first is where I hear words clairaudiently or receive energy impulses through the pineal gland in my brain, and they then translate to English, and I simply relay what I hear. The second is where my mind becomes, quote-unquote, occupied by an entity, and my conscious awareness fades to the background. I simply feel gently embraced by spirit, and I'll sometimes feel slight pressure on my throat. The words I hear myself saying are not coming from my intellect. They actually come through me. So in both cases, I'm fully aware of what's happening. However, I have relinquished my ego to a very high degree, and the energy is so pure that I rarely recall what has been said. Tom Masseri has been channeling an entity for over 40 years and records his wise counsel. This loving entity goes by the name Abram and tells of his earthly existence as a Mayan shaman, a resident of Atlantis, and a humble shoemaker during the time of Jesus. In contrast to my experience, Abram actually steps into Tom's body, and you'll hear his distinct accent and manner of expression. Tom and his wife Sue transcribed much of the information and compiled it in a book entitled The Art of Reclaiming Your Intention and Power According to Abram, the Mayan Shaman. This book facilitated a significant paradigm shift for me, and I know it will do the same for you, as it's a rare gem on the process of manifestation and an easy guide to connecting to one's higher self. A second book is in progress. While you may be skeptical and somewhat apprehensive of today's topic, I assure you that this is real and that the information communicated is of the highest integrity. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that Abram came through during Tom and Sue's first appearance to discuss the book. You can tune into that segment by accessing the archives at spiritualinsightsradio.com in the Guidance from Spirit section. I had a private session with Abram, and in that session, I grew to know him and felt very energetically compatible. So when he requested a dedicated segment on the show, of course, I was happy to accommodate him. Today, Abram will discuss the future of reality, the energies we're experiencing now, how they're affecting reality, what reality has been. He will also touch upon the topics of astral travel and dream traveling, which are two of my favorite activities. To learn more about Abram and Tom, visit abramchanneling.com. And to learn more about Sue, who is a psychic medium and is now a monthly special guest co-host on the show, where we offer readings to the listeners, visit mediumshipunplugged.com. 
You can tune in to past segments and review her appearance schedule on SIR, and that can be found under the Featured Psychics tab. I'm going to talk to Tom and Sue for a bit, and then Abram will come through to deliver his discourse. You may wish to take notes during the segment, and if and when Abram decides to take questions from the listeners, we'll go to the phones. If you have a question, you must ensure that you are calling from a quiet environment, and your question must be on the topics discussed. No exceptions will be made. Simply dial 347-934-0751 and listen very closely to the conversation. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Hi, Tom. Hi, Sue. Hi, Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for having us back. Absolutely. And I'm very excited to be doing this, and hopefully everything will go smoothly. Um, So let's start, Tom, with um, you have uh, an announcement to make with regard to uh, what you have coming up for people who follow you and Abram. Yeah, we have a teleseminar coming up uh, next month on the 12th of March, April, um, and it's entitled Taking Care of Your Needs. And Abram is going to have people take a look at their emotions, identify their emotions, and change any emotions that are not working so that they can give themselves what they need for their lives uh, at any point in time. Okay. That sounds great. And they can learn more about that at your website. AbramChanneling.com? They can't. Yeah, AbramChanneling.com, and Abram is spelled A-B-R-A-M, so it's AbramChanneling.com. Okay, perfect. And, Sue, we'll be doing a segment uh, next Sunday and soon after that to uh, do our yeah. normal once-a-month once reading party. We have a lot of fun. Well, right, I wanted, right after I our... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, right after our technical difficulty, so we're we're just kind of catching up next weekend. Yes, absolutely. I do have a small announcement to make. Um, this year marks the 50th anniversary of when A Course in Miracles started to be scribed by Helen Shuckman and Dr. Bill Thetford, and there will be a celebration in South Florida in Boca Raton, and if you would like to attend the event, there's two phases. One is... Uh, It's not conference style. It will be people getting up and talking about their experience with the course, and then there will be an after party. It will go from 12 noon to 6 p.m., and tickets are on sale now at a very reasonable price, whether you'd like to participate in one or both stages of the experience. There's also modestly priced overnight accommodations in place, so you can do that too. Simply go to acim50.com. That's ACIN50.com, and I will be getting up to give a brief uh, talk, and there will be musicians as well. So if you're interested, do check that out. Go to the website and secure your spot. Space is limited, and I look forward to meeting people there. So, okay, um, just one minor mention before we go get Abram, uh, Tom. There are two eclipses coming up this month on March 20th. There will be a new moon total solar eclipse, and this will be very impactful. There will also be a total lunar eclipse on April 4th. So I'm going to allow Abram to give his discourse, and then towards the end I'll find an appropriate time to ask him about the impact that these eclipses will have on all of us. that sound good? Yeah, that sounds really good. That would okay. be, uh, yeah, that would be a good thing to know about how they affect us, because the moon... Uh, I'm learning more and more has uh, a big effect on people's conscious mind and consciousness. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good thing to ask him. Yes, it does. Um, okay, so I will do that. Sue, do you want to keep 
Me Company. And Tom, you are you ready to allow Abram to jump in? Yeah, give me a minute, and you and Sue can talk, and then she'll let you know when he's about here, and then he can come and do his thing. Excellent. Thanks for doing this, Tom. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so how are you? I'm I'm doing very very well. How are you? Very excited. Very excited about the future. And um, energies lately have been a little wonky, but overall, I'm just very excited about um, things that I have coming up, things that I'm working on, the future of the show, <coughs> all good stuff. Quite there. Okay. We've been we've been working on the second book, so we're hoping we're looking for a new publisher, and mm-hmm. we're hoping to get everything together within the next few months. And this is going to be a a very exciting book. Um, the information in it, it it's it's going to be called the Art of Human Sexuality according to Abram, the Mayan shaman. Mm-hmm. And there's a great deal of information about the consciousness, the ego, the, the how the ego uh, plays a part in our relationships and how there's a, can, can be a push-pull in relationships between people mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how we function in relationships, how we use all right here we go okay hello my friends hello Hi, abram. abram and how are you feeling i feel great i feel very excited all right so in taking a look at the future of reality and the energies taking place now, it would be a good thing to, first of all, take a look at the universe. What it is and how it began. This will give you a better idea of what is taking place and what continues to take place in and with your universe as well, you know. You have all heard of the Big Bang. There was no Big Bang When the universe began, there was potential. Potential. Now, at this point, remember one thing. When there is change, there is consciousness. When there is no change, potential. If you look at or think of a pool of water, a pond, nice, calm pond, no movement, This is potential. If a pebble is dropped into the pool or pond, small waves begin. This is change, and this begins consciousness. So way back in time, there was potential. And within potential, there was an understanding of itself as being only and just potential, with really very little meaning or reason to be. Within potential, there was a desire to get to know itself in a bit more of a grand way. So what had taken place, instead of a big bang, was everything imploded within potential and then exploded, an outer explosion. 
and potential then began as consciousness, and it began to grow. So within that bit of consciousness, there was another desire to know itself in more of a grand way. The same thing happened again. Implosion and then explosion. All of the energy was brought back into itself and then thrust outward as the explosion. And it became more grand and with a beginning point of an understanding of its meaning as a universe. Then within that consciousness, that grander bit of consciousness, there was also a desire to know itself as forms of life and planets and stars. So the same thing took place all over again. Energies going back into itself, the implosion, and then another explosion. This is how really your universe began. There is really no beginning point to your universe. There is no ending point to your universe as well. Now, looking at your universe, you have to understand that everything is in a state of balance. Balance. And when things are out of balance, then things begin to go awry or, as you say, wrong. But nothing really ever goes wrong. When things go wrong, they go wrong in a right way. If you are trying to do something and things look as if they are going wrong, pay attention to how they are going. They are going wrong in a right way. If nothing else, the wrong is telling you, hey, don't do the same thing again. Do it in a different way. So you can take your idea and you can use the idea in a different way. And it will begin to work out as you use the idea in a different way. The same thing applies for your universe. Every 2,000 years approximately, there is another grand shift, a grand change in and of your universe. Also, within those 2,000 years are many smaller shifts or changes in consciousness or for consciousness for people, humankind. What takes place is your universe will be going along, everything is nice, everything is good, and the shift will begin. Your universe then will begin to spiral through an alternate universe. And at the end of the 2,000-year time, it will reverse and begin all over again, another grand shift. So every 2,000 years approximately, you will realize another grand shift in consciousness for people and for the universe and for everything that takes place and resides within the universe as well, you know. In your universe, you will find energies taking place all the time, all the time. You have energies taking place now, and it might seem as though the energies are a bit crazy at this point in time. This is because you have just begun another grand shift of and in your universe, you know. The last shift ended in July of last year. So you are in the very beginning of another grand shift as your universe now is spiraling again through the alternate universe. There are many, many universes, let me put it this way, out there. But really, nothing is out there because everything is within you. Everything is within you. And this means your universe also is only 
within you. Your people of science and your people of medicine are now beginning to realize that reality just might be an illusion. It might not be a real thing. But, hey, take a look around you. You can see things. They all appear to be real. You can touch them. You can feel them. You can smell them. You can taste them. They are all an illusion. Everything exists within you and not outside of you. If this is hard for you to understand, close your eyes right now and look around. With your eyes closed, look around and you will see all of the things in your reality. These things are within you. Open your eyes and you can see them outside of you because this is how you are projecting yourself. The way or ways you project yourself will determine how your reality will appear to you and how it will exist. As you are creating your reality, you have all heard you create your reality. You create everything, everything, everything. And you do. But too many people take that to an extreme. And they lose sight of co-creation. They begin to think that they are the only one creating everything. Even those bad things that happen to them. This took place, it is a bad thing. That individual made me feel bad about myself. Something must be wrong with me. What am I doing wrong to create that? Why would I create that for myself? At times, individually, you do create things to exist and take place in your reality. At times also, since there is co-creation all of the time, other people will do the exact same thing. They will create their reality and at times have you join them in their reality also. You know, This is for their own reason. You create people to be with you for a time for your reason, no matter what your reasoning might be. You might need something that they have to offer you. Everyone you look at, everyone you look at is a reflection of you. If you pay attention to how people are acting around you, this will tell you what is taking place within you emotionally. Always check within your emotionality. Find those emotions that just do not seem to be functioning in the proper way. Find them. Do not react to them when you find them. Just observe them and get to know how they function then what you can do, and this is a very simple thing to do, and it might sound silly, but it really works, my friends. Closing your eyes, you can imagine a duplicate of you standing a few feet in front of you looking at you. You are looking at yourself, and imagine that this self that you are looking at is the emotion or emotions that really are not working properly within you. Talk to the image of you. Talk to the image of you. Ask it what it needs to be or become proper within its own right so that it or they, the emotions, can function in the right way and serve you for your highest good. And when you do that, pay attention to what that duplicate of you is telling you. Pay attention. Then what you can do is begin to change the emotions within you. Because you need to understand and realize that all emotions are just judgments that you place upon yourself or someone else or something in your life or your reality. Emotions are all of one power. You are one power. You are the power. You are the power. The one power. Since all emotions are of you or the one power, they are all equal. 
And this means that if you are dealing with anger, you can change the anger into strength. You can imagine it changing and becoming strength. You can feel the power of the anger. And instead of using the judgment, which is the anger, use the power within the anger. And you can have strength or joy or sorrow or anything you would like to have take place within you. Then you can begin to function with those emotions in the proper way. Emotions are to serve you. They are to serve you. You have also heard many times that the ego is, let me put it this way, somewhat of an enemy. You must rid yourself of your ego. Do not let the ego get in your way. It will stop you. This is really not a true statement. Your ego can be your friend. It can be your friend. Listen to me. Every day you awaken with new thoughts, new ideas, new possibilities all around you, and new probabilities for your day and the rest of your life, you know, and your life and your lifestyle and your what you call reality. So being that your ego can be just a point of motivation for your day. Because you will have new emotions taking place within you every day as you awaken. And they reside and are a part of your ego. And they create and form the ego for you also, you know. So your ego, if you let it, it can be your friend. It can be just your daily point of motivation. It does not have to be the enemy. You do not have to get rid of the ego. If you do, you will be a bit less than what you are really all about. What you are really all about is one vast pool of creative potential. This is what you are. A vast pool of creative potential, just like your universe. And it just so happens that your universe exists within you. It is really not outside of you. It is within you. Everything is within you. Everything takes place within you. And as I said, I'll say it again. The way you project yourself will be the way or ways your reality will be or appear or function for you. Now, I am not telling you certainly that you must be positive all the time. Absolutely not. You also need to experience the negative emotions within you. But... When you experience them, if you can just not react to them, they will have little or no meaning. They will act themselves out, and they will fade away. Or you can change them into a positive emotion if you would like to do that. So don't think that you need to skip down your sidewalks and your streets, blowing kisses to everyone and throwing flowers at people. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is realize all of your emotions within you, as best you can, and that will create emotional balance within you. This takes place within your universe also. And being that the energies might seem to be a bit crazy right now, you can change them. You are not a victim at all, at any time, for any reason. You are not a victim to the energies taking place in your reality or your life or in the universe as well, you know. You have commandment over everything, because you create everything as everything exists within you. So think that all of those energies that might seem to be a bit crazy right now are within you. They are taking place within you. And the energies deal with your emotionality also. 
So it might be a good thing to begin, as I said, I'll say it again, finding the emotions that are a bit off-kilter within you and change them or fix them. Have them be something different. If you have to, a good thing to do is to create different emotions within you. You know what your emotions are. You know what they are. And you know how they function by now. So imagine if you had the opportunity to create brand new emotions that you never had before. Would you be able to do it? Absolutely you would be. How would you do it? That will be up to you. What would you need? You will create the emotions to give you something that you need. What would you need? You would need self-respect. You would need self-love. And you would need to be creative more of the time. So think or imagine what those new emotions might be. You can name them anything you want. Attach any name to them or do not name them. Just let them be energy within you and use them. Use them. Function within and with those new emotions and you will have more balance within you. You will be able to be more creative also, you know. Now, these energies are also giving you the opportunity to look at people around you, how they are functioning around you. Many times in your life, you will find those people who will be with you for your life, for your entire lifetime. And you will also find those people who will really, really aggravate you, drag you down, and take the energy from you even though they really do not know they are doing that. This is what they need, and they are just functioning properly within themselves, but they are taking your energy. They are not serving you. They are not supporting you emotionally. It might be a good thing to look at all of the people in your life right now and those who are or seem to be dragging you down, let go of them. Let them go. This can be a hard thing. It might feel as if you are letting go of an old friend, but you are really doing yourself a grand favor, and you are doing them a grand favor also, you know. Walk away from them. Let go of them. You do not need their energy in your life. You need energy that is compatible with your energy. So you can think about that as you are thinking about the energies. Now, if you look at space-time, space-time at this point in time, even though there is no time, is contracting, and this is why time appears to be going more quickly. You have many things to do, but it seems as though you have less time than you had last year or last month to do all of these things in. Since there is no time, this is also an illusion that you will create because you need something from the idea of having time. Think about what you need. What does time give you? How does time serve you? When you can figure that out, then you will have an understanding of how you can let go of time. Once you figure out what you need, you can then let go of what it is that will serve your need. Everyone needs something. Your universe needs you to keep it going, to keep it functioning. You need your universe to create your reality within. 
your reality needs you to keep creating it and recreating it. You need your reality so that you can have your place in the universe and a point of motivation and functionality that you can use for your own self and your own reasons why you are alive and breathing as a human being. And why you are alive is so that you can create. You have heard also that you are on your planet Earth to learn lessons. You are in school. Let me change that for you. When you learn lessons, usually there are tests. No one likes a test. So maybe let go of the idea of lessons. Maybe you are on your planet Earth to learn freedom instead of lessons. Lessons might bog you down. Freedom gives you the opportunity to explore yourself more and all the possibilities and probabilities that exist and lie around you. And freedom gives you the opportunity and the right to do what you want with your life. Schooling. This is really not a school. It is more of a playground. You might want to look at being here in that way. You are not in school. You are in a playground. You are here to play. Play with your emotions. Play with your creativity and play the game of life because everything is a game. Games can be serious, but they can also be fun as they are serious. Of course, your life is a serious thing. Absolutely. I know that. You know that also, you know. But if you can look at your life more as a game, then you can begin to realize that you have a bit more command. Because if you are losing the game, if the game is not going right, all you have to do, and you have heard this before also, you know, is change the rules of your game. Play your game in a different way. And you might want to begin doing that by thinking of everything you have learned in your school, in your religion, to this point in time, and throw it all away and begin your life all over again. Imagine that you are without all of that knowledge, all of that, well, so-called knowledge that has been given to you through your religion and your schooling to this point in time. You are with nothing. You are with nothing right now. This is the best way you can be, because being with nothing, you have everything. You have every opportunity to do anything in any way you would like to. So you might want to consider taking everything you have learned and just either throwing it away completely or setting it aside and begin all over again in a different and a brand new way. Well, how can I begin in a brand new way? Well, that is up to you. How would you like to begin in a brand new way? I cannot tell you how to do that because you are your own self, as I am my own self. You are your own individualization of your entire universe. So how would you like to begin in a new way? What would you do first to begin in a new way? What would you do first to begin in a new way? What would be the first thing you would do? I would begin thinking of myself in a different way. This would bring me to a point of understanding my potential in a new way, in a different way, in a more grand way, in a more grand way. So you might want to begin by thinking that you just might be a bit more grand than you have been. You are more grand than you have been. You need to let yourself be that way, be that way. 
if you keep doing what you have been doing, you will keep doing what you have been doing. If you begin doing something new and different, you will do things that are new and different also, all of the time. When you decide to really serve yourself for your highest good, you will begin to understand that, first of all, you have been taught in a wrong way, not in a right way. And everything you have been taught, you simply will not use in the rest of your lifetime because you will be and you will be becoming brand new every day. Your emotions change every day. Your body changes every day. Your reality changes every day because you do. Press yourself differently every day. And your reality will follow along and change itself based on how you are expressing and projecting yourself. Is anything really new? Yes and no. You have conscious mind, you have unconscious mind, subconscious mind, superconscious mind, you have consciousness, which is different than your conscious mind. Your consciousness is the total you. It takes into account everything that you are all about. And what you are all about is creative freedom. This is what really you are all about. If you are trying to do something and you are having a hard time, you will come up with excuses why you cannot do it. And they may seem very real and very valid points why you cannot do something, but they are really, in the final analysis, excuses why you are holding yourself back from doing something. There is one grand limitation called fear. Fear. Everyone has fear to one degree or another degree about something in their life or about themselves. Everyone has fear of something. Usually, it is fear of rejection, being rejected. If you think of all of the times you have been rejected in this life so far, you will find out that you are still standing, still alive, still breathing, still functional, still creative. So really, nothing has happened to you in a negative way. Rejection is a passing thing. It comes at you, it hits you momentarily, and it goes away. It passes, and you move on. When you find yourself wanting to do something, do not do it, and this will be up to you. You can do this or not do this, but do not do it using what you know now. What you want to do, do it imagining what it can be, what it can be. This will allow you to use your creative freedom instead of using what you have been taught and how to do things based on what you have been taught and how you have been taught. If you look at your body, you can see your body in a few different ways. Usually, you see your body in a physical way. Within your physical body and all around your physical body is your energetic body, which is what feeds your physical shell. It keeps your physical shell moving, going, growing, changing, and it keeps it alive and functioning and functional. 
Since everything is within you, everything then begins within the energetic you. And this also takes into account illness of a physical nature. So the next time you are ill, or if you have an illness, a slight one or a grand one, look within your emotions. Look within the energetic you. What is not going right emotionally that is causing this illness to take place? Because if you pay attention to the illness, it is telling you what to change within yourself emotionally. It is telling you what to change within yourself emotionally. And if you are taking medication, you need to realize that the medication does nothing for you. You give that medication its power to fix you, to cure you, to heal you. You are doing it. You are doing it. At times, I understand, having been physical before, that you might need a medication to begin setting things right initially. For a time, then you can eliminate the medication, either quickly or slowly, and take over yourself and really begin using your mind. Use your mind. Because your mind is the greatest form of medication. And if you use meditation, this will also create balance within you and it will be a great healing agent for you, energetically and physically as well, you know. There have been times during your sleep, during your dreams, when you found yourself leaving your body energetically, being out of your body, astral projecting, as you call it. And you will have your own reasons why you create that. You will have your own reasons why you need that to happen to you, to take place to you and within you, for your growth maybe, for your momentary experience maybe, for whatever you need, whatever you need or whatever you want. Astral traveling, leaving your body is a good thing and you do this every time you sleep. Many times in your dream you will do this. And as you are doing this, you will have full awareness of your physical reality and what you are doing in a non-physical state of being also. You will have full, complete, and total awareness of it all. Because again, it is all within you. You astral travel within you. It might seem as you are in your universe, flying around, having a good time. And you are, but it is taking place within you. Now, I know this is hard to understand for many people. It took me a long time in my last physical life to understand this concept. But the more you think about it, without reacting emotionally to it, the more you will begin to understand how it is possible to have everything exist within you. You astral travel and you dream travel also. You also dream travel. In your dreams, you use your dream Platform, I will say platform or foundation, so that you can take yourself into the dreams of other people. And you will dream with them. This is dream traveling. Now, as the energies change and continue to change, the foundation for reality, not only yours, but everyone's reality, 
the foundation for complete reality will change also. And you people will begin to experience yourself in ways that you have not yet experienced yourself. You will find yourself becoming larger and smaller, larger, and, and you will be aware of this taking place because as your universe expands and contracts, being that you are your universe, you will do the same thing physically, emotionally, mentally, and psychically, and energetically. You will literally expand and contract, and you will not know you are doing that. This is a natural law of life and reality, expansion and contraction, physically and energetically and emotionally. You will find yourself being able, as these energies continue to change, being able to be with other people, but you will be in your reality and you will also have more awareness of being in that reality at the same time. You have your reality and people are with you in your reality. They have that reality and you are with them in that reality. You really do not know what their reality looks like until you really join them in their reality. And the energies taking place now as they are changing will be allowing you people to do this. This might be a bit tricky to understand. But think of it this way. You are in a home, a house, and you are in one room. This is your reality. Now, someone opens a door, walks into your room, closes the door behind them. They are in your reality. You cannot see their reality, the one they just left. But if that door is left open, then you can see into their reality, you can walk into their reality, and still be in your reality and their reality at the same time. At the same time. Many things are changing for you people. Many things are changing. And there will be many changes taking place, some very, very good, and some not very good at all. Not at all. So what you need to do, if you want to do this, what you need to do, is really focus on how you want your reality to be and let go of all of the outside influence. Maybe you would like to just turn your television and your radio off. Do not pay attention to news for two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. Stay off of your Internet because your Internet has gone crazy with negativity. Stay off of that for two weeks' time also. And just be with yourself. Just be with yourself. And focus on how you want your reality to be. Not having that outside influence around you all of the time, bombarding you all of the time, you will be able to then merge more with what you do in your waking state and your sleeping state and your dream state. And you will notice that you will actually be merging your waking state, and your dream state into one state of being. This is what you want to do. This is what you want to do. Merge your waking state with your dream state. And I am not talking about your daydream. I am talking about your sleep time dream. So how can you do this? As you are awake during your day, simply begin to imagine that you are in a dream. What you are doing, you are doing it in a dream, no matter what you are doing. Vacuuming your carpeting, washing your dishes, you are doing this in a dream. You are existing in a dream. The more you do that, the more you will actually merge the two into one. And again, this is what you want to do. 
because your dreams offer you and afford you the opportunity to be without everything that takes place in your physical reality that really does not serve you. Your dreams offer you the opportunity to be with yourself and within yourself. And you might notice that when you are going through your day, in your job, doing your things that you do all throughout your day, you are really not yourself. You are everyone else because you are functioning the way and ways people tell you to function or think you should function. And you begin thinking that way. I should do this. I should do that. I better not do this. I better not do that. You are playing a dangerous game. You need to throw all of that away and begin doing things your way, the way you want to do them, because your life is your life. The way you function is the way you function to serve yourself for your highest good, period. Now, I realize you have your jobs. You must function in certain ways to please everyone else in your job, all of those people who work with you, above you, and below you. You must please all of them so that you can be the good worker bee, the good worker bee. But think of what you are doing in that job. As you are doing your job, you are doing something, something in some way to help mankind, in some way. You are doing something, no matter how big or small it might be, to help mankind. This is what I would like you to focus on. Rather than thinking you should act a certain way, talk a certain way, do things a certain way to please everyone above you, equal with you, below you, on your job, in your job, around your job. Just drop it all. And focus on yourself more. And have more self-esteem within you by doing things your way and realizing your potential and your consciousness and what really you are all about. And again, what you are really all about is creation and recreation. Creating and recreating your reality the way you would like it to be. And all of those things you want, you will always want them because you want them. You are not letting yourself have them. To want something is to keep something from you. Rather than to want something, imagine that you have that something within you right now. If you want a new house or a brand new automobile, Imagine that you have it. Because everything begins within your imagination. Now, when you imagine that you have it, have no emotion taking place within you. Simply imagine that you have it. And let it be. Leave it alone. Once you imagine that you have it, you actually do have it. And from that point on, it will begin to manifest itself in your reality or as a part of your reality. But you also need to remember that your reality is an illusion. It is an illusion. It is the best thing you can create. But it is an illusion. Nothing is real until you give it permission to become real. And you will have nothing in your life until you give yourself permission to have it. So at this point, are there any questions for me? 
Abram, I just want to tell you this is absolutely wonderful, and it's very nice to hear your voice again and, and speak with you. And I do have several questions for you. All right. Okay. The first question that I wrote down, um, previously in your talk you were discussing uh, letting, looking around at the people uh, in your life and people who aggravate, some people can be very inflammatory and they they do drag us down and they they drain our energy. And I wanted to ask you to clarify for the listeners, because I myself have been through this and worked very hard on this issue. Many people feel that a DNA connection to family members is an unbreakable bond. And I had to correct my perception in order to to get away from certain people because those were the people who hurt me the most. And the more I allowed it to happen, the more it continued. So I had to draw a line. Could you explain for the listeners in whatever you feel about that DNA connection and whether people should allow their family members, if they hurt them, why it's not good to allow them to keep doing that and to really, like you said, have more self-esteem and be more focused on yourself and not letting that go. It is really not good to let other people do those things to you because they, let me put it this way, suck the life out of you. They suck your energy from you. They take your self-esteem from you and walk on it because this is what they need to make themselves feel good about themselves because they really don't feel good about themselves to begin with. So they destroy you or someone else so that they can feel good about themselves. Also, talking about DNA, you have your own individualized DNA. Everyone else does in your universe. Everyone does in your universe. You can literally change your own DNA with your thoughts. You need to understand how powerful your thoughts really are because your thoughts, along with your emotions, create everything. Your universe, everything in your universe, everything around you, everything within you, everything, everything. And the way to change your DNA with your thoughts is, number one, let go of all of those people who are dragging you down, aggravating you, and not serving you for your highest good. Let go of them. You do not need them around you or in your reality. Let go of them. And the second thing is to focus on how you can do things in a different way so that you can have more self-pride, self-esteem, feel better about yourself, and move on. Move on. This is what you need to do. You need to move on. Question. That was one of the hardest things I had to do when I picked up and moved away from my family, but the distance gave me the room and the freedom I needed to get a clear perspective and understand how I was helping to um, contribute to the energy of that dynamic and then to heal, and, and now I feel more comfortable in my own skin than I ever have. With regard to um, family, in, in the book, you discuss how when you change it forces people to look at themselves and how they will change in response to the change within you, for instance, if you become successful. Could you address the topic of jealousy and help us understand the best way to respond to other people's jealousy so that we don't incorporate that into our thinking to make it become an excuse to hold ourselves back? This is a very, very good point with a very, very short answer to it. When you do something successful, 
People will be jealous of you. This is their right. Let them be jealous of you. Let them have their jealousy. What you need to do is mind your own business. Give them the right to feel the way they want to. And give yourself the right to do what you want to. I understand that perfectly. Okay, very good. So we basically, our mind is our business and we have to mind our own business. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. When you mind mind everyone else's business, what you are doing is you are, as you said, giving them the power to take your identity from you. This is what you do not want to do. Too many people in a relationship with someone else, a partner, they will give their identity to their partner for whatever reason they have within them. This is not a good thing to do. You must always keep your own identity, let everyone else have theirs. And if you are in a relationship, understand and realize that your identity mixed with your partner's identity will create a third identity for your relationship. It will be that of your relationship. So if both you and your partner have an equal amount of self-esteem, knowing what you are all about, both of you, everything will be fine. If you feel less than your partner, you will need more from your partner to feel good about yourself. This is not a good thing. Interesting point. Yes. Okay. Uh, When you had mentioned schooling, and I believe you do discuss this in the book as well, uh, I think it's a very important topic, and I'd like the audience to understand at a deeper level what you were saying. And forgive me, I'm paraphrasing, but... I think what you said in the book is that when we go through our education system, we're basically not taught how to think. We're taught what to think and what to do, and that um, retards our progress and our growth and our expansion. Could you talk about that for a moment? All right. So look at yourself. Look at your religion, if you have one. Look at your schooling. Certainly all or most of you have been to school. What were you taught? You were taught the beliefs of your teachers in school. Never mind being taught mathematics or reading or writing or any, anything else. You were taught basically what your teachers believed in and their beliefs. This is what you were taught. In religion, you were taught, don't say this, say this instead. Don't look that way, look this way. Don't do that, do this. You are a sinner. You were born a sinner. If you were born a sinner, my, 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 you really do not have a chance, do you? Mm-hmm. If you were born a sinner, what is the point? You were born. You were simply born. You were not born a sinner. You were born. And as you were a tiny baby, you were well aware of everyone around you everything around you, and everyone's beliefs, and your parents, and everyone around you in your family taught you their beliefs also. So what you are right now really is a culmination of everyone else's belief that you have been with to this point in time so far in your life. Your friends also, if you want to talk about limitations, Everything is a limitation. Everything and everyone is a limitation. From religion to the best of your friends. Everything and everyone. Because when people talk to you, they talk from their belief system. And the more you talk with them about what they believe in, 
the more you naturally, let me put it this way, get sucked into their belief system. And you begin believing as they do, even though you feel it might not be good for you. This is a natural thing that takes place with people. So this is why I always tell people, focus on yourself only. Focus on yourself only. You do not have to be your teacher's beliefs. Never mind what they taught you. Take a look at how they taught you. How did they teach you? This is the way to do things. Don't do it that way. That is the wrong way. Do it this way. Don't read it that way. Don't say that word that way. It is wrong. Uh So from an early age, you are dealing with right and wrong. Think. If there was no right and wrong, what would you have? You would have total creative freedom to do things your way. This is why I tell people, take all you have learned to this point in time, religious and schooling, and throw it all away. It means nothing. You will never use it from now on. It is old news. I will put it that way. It is old news. So on to some new news. Okay. Question. I had a very hard time in Catholic school convincing the nuns that I was not a sinner, so that was very um, interesting that you said that. Um, I was in trouble a lot because I could feel the contradictions in their statements. They would say one thing, and I was around six years old, and a nun said something, and I just blurted, and I said, that's not true. And she suggested it. I said, well, that's not what you said in October. You said something different. I was in trouble a lot in Catholic school. Um, With regard to people who have children, Abram, um, focusing on ourselves is a a concept that we can wrap our minds around, but it feels like I have to ask you, what about those who have children? How do they focus on themselves and care for their child and raise a responsible adult in the process? First of all, for those who have children, what those parents need to do is to realize they are really not parents at all. What they are is they are friends for those children. Now, if they teach those children what they know based on their experience and not their belief and allow their children to think about it and do what they want with it, then everything will be fine. But too many times the parents, just like schooling, just like religion, hey, don't do that, that is wrong. I'll slap you, I'll punish you. Go to your room. Don't do that. Do this instead. Be a good boy. Be a good girl. You do not want to be a bad boy, do you? Do you understand what I'm telling you? I do. So parents really need to look at what they need by having children. What does having children do for them? What does it give them? Because they need something from having children. Mm-hmm. And basically what they need is they really need to look at themselves more as being free creative individuals, just like the child is mm-hmm. a free creative individual. And let the child be a free creative individual. Certainly, if the child is going to get hurt, you will stop it. Absolutely. But be the friend and drop the parent idea. Quit being a parent. Be a friend instead. And guide. Guide. Rather than control and instruct. And limit. I understand. So you want to um, 
share your experience with the child and allow them, extend to them the freedom to develop that in their own way, unique way. Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. With regard to uh, astral travel, many people like to, here's my experience, like, no, you shouldn't do that. Answer's always been, I've been doing this since I was a small child. Um, yes, it is safe. Could you address some of the uh, benefits and challenges of astral travel and those who want to practice this? It took me 20 years of almost daily practice before I could consciously step up out of my body. But the, in the dream state, as you were saying, we leave our body every time and we travel about and then we can, we can travel between dream platforms, um, which has absolutely been my experience. What are some of the challenges or is there anything that people really need to be warned about so far as protecting themselves or blocking negative entities no. or energies? No, 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 and no. Okay. Nothing to protect yourself from. There are no challenges to astral projecting, astral traveling. But people need to understand and realize that they do this all of the time, all of the time, all of the time. And as they understand that everyone does this, the more they understand that, the more they will be okay with it. And the more they are okay with it, because there are no challenges, there is nothing wrong with it, the more then they will allow themselves slowly, bit by bit, to become aware of doing it during their dream time. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with it. No challenges at all. It is a balance. You need to have the balance of being in your physical body and out of or away from your physical body. You need that balance mm -hmm. for your own spiritual growth. Your own physical understanding of what you are is mm -hmm. very simple. Very good. Okay. And with, re with regard to, you had mentioned there are many changes coming. Some will be uh, good. Some will be bad. We can say positive or negative. We could say pleasant or perhaps unpleasant. What are some of the unpleasant changes uh, you were alluding to? Could you describe those? If you look at your society, you will understand and realize if you really look at what is going on, that you have a very sick society. It is a very ill society. People have really gone a bit crazy within their own emotionality because they do not understand their place in their life and in the life of everyone else and in the universe. People feel as if they have lost their place in life. So they do things to imagine that they are having or gaining power so that they can have a place in life. Again, there is right and there is wrong. There is good and there is bad. There is positive and there is negative. If you can eliminate positive, negative, right, wrong, good and bad, all you will have is pure creative experience. Then there will be no judgment. Then things would not be bad. Things would also not be good. Things would just be. And there will be no reaction to either the good or the bad. No reaction at all. Things would just be. And everyone would get along. That would be a Your beautiful government, thing. Absolutely, it would be. And it can be. It can be. Your government is controlling you people in more ways than you can imagine using the best of your imagination. 
there are those in your government who are extremely, extremely proficient at control, and you are all being controlled. This is why I suggest, and I did suggest, that you shut your television off, shut your radio off, do not go on your internet for two weeks' time. The first three days, you will be losing your mind. You will be going out of your mind. You will be so bored. But then on the fourth day, you will begin to feel a change taking place within you. And the fifth day, you will begin thinking, hey, this feels a bit of all right. This feels pretty good. And by the second week, in the middle of the second week, you will be thinking, maybe I will leave things this way. Maybe I will not turn my television on or my radio. Maybe I will leave the Internet alone and just be with me because I think maybe this is what I need. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I have enjoyed myself. I love all of you. I will close today by saying this. Again, when there is change... There is consciousness. When there is no change, there is potential. Look at yourselves as being potential, not the victim, but potential. I thank all of you. I thank you also. All thank of you, you enjoy Abel. your day. God bless thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Sue? All right, he's coming out of it. Yeah, Tom's coming back. I I was going to throw it to you next if you had a question. Did you have a question, or do you, or did I uh, capture anything you were thinking and ask it? Yeah, absolutely. Those are fabulous questions. Okay. Fabulous questions, and I and I think on a on a very generalized um, and broad spectrum. Wow, he looks really out of it. Um, oh, I can hear him. That that, that covered uh, a, a lot of questions that people might have and yeah. a lot of clarification on things that he said. Okay. Um, then now you and I and Tom, we may understand exactly what he means because we've we've heard him speak and I've been around him for a long time and so a lot of this is... is normal for me and a a normal way for me to think and to function emotionally, but a lot of people who are new to this information um, may not, you know, quite understand it to the depths that they, that they could. And so I think your questions were beautiful. Okay. Um, I didn't want to be rude and I didn't know he was just going to say adios. Um, Yeah, he does that. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're leaving. Okay. Well, thank you. And um, his talk, his talk was so thorough, and um, it was like going down a staircase. The information was so organized, it made it easy for me. But I, I do mm-hmm. tap into the audience, and, okay, well, they're going to have a question about this, or somebody's feeling that, well, what about right. the parents? How do I focus on myself when my life is all about my kids? So there must be right. a balance to be struck where you are focusing on yourself, but extending that freedom and that focus right. to your children and allow them to grow within that instead of imposing limitations and constrictions to say, this is wrong, this is right, Um, this is um, allowable, and and this is 
disobedience, you know, that type of thing. We do have someone mm-hmm. online with a question. Why don't we try to answer that question for them as best we can, based on the information and our understanding of where Abram's coming from? Does that sound okay? Yeah, I, I think Tom would probably um, know exactly what they're talking about, so let's let's do it. Uh, is Tom is Tom back? He, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm back, yeah. How you feeling there, Tom? Feel good. It takes me a minute or so to wake up out of it, but okay. I usually wake up out of it being energized. Okay. Well, wait till you hear it. It's fantastic. Area code 505. I'm going to bring you live on the air to see if you have a question, and we'll try to answer that for you. I'm sorry. Hi, what's your name? Hi, it's Patricia. Hi, Hi Patricia. So I ha- this was a very good information. But yeah. So my question is, he says everybody's allowed to experience what they have to experience, but if you know someone that is really in bad shape, like going downhill, how do you help that person? If, you, going yeah. going downhill in health, in their health. Hey, or in their- let's say let's say they are doing alcohol and drugs. Behavior. Okay. Like yeah. Tom, would you like to address that? Yeah. What Abram has talked about with people with the same kind of question is the best thing you could do is try to support the person emotionally as best you can, but you need to understand at the same time that the person is doing what he or she needs to do at this point in time. Everybody does what they need to do in their life, and I guess this is what this person needs to do. So other than supporting the person emotionally, there's really not much else you can do. Just let the person do what they're going to do because they need to do it. We can't change uh-huh. things from the outside. They have to make that decision in their own mind first, and then they have to act on it. And Abram said to me in my private chat, I had asked about uh, someone in my life who uh, appears to be mentally not well. And I and my question for him was, will she come back to her normal self? And he said, that is her choice. It was her choice. Yeah to embrace this mental illness and it will be her choice to come out of it if she makes that choice but where I was probably looking for hope I had to go back to acceptance that this is the the choice that soul made that individual made and no matter the repercussions on the other people in her life that this is her choice and so it's kind of like the same for you Patricia with the individual with that kind of behavior does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I appreciate you tuning in and and asking a question. That was superb. I'm going over my notes in case there are any thoughts that may have escaped me. I took copious notes. I'm looking at about eight pages here. Uh, I did not, did I ask, I I don't think I asked about the eclipses, but it doesn't matter. Uh, What you could do, ladies and gentlemen, is go to astrologyzone.com. Susan Miller is scary accurate with her predictions for the 12 sun signs. Now, I'm a Capricorn, and she states that this eclipse coming up on March 20th, um, which is a total solar eclipse, and I understand that I can see it, I'm in Orlando, Florida, and I found a website called um, timeanddate.com, T-I-M-E-A-N-D-D-A-T-E.com. They have a list of eclipses, 
and you can poke around and see if you'll be able to see it where you live. And um, I'm looking forward to doing that. So that's coming in five days. And then on April 4th, there's a total lunar eclipse. I say go to Susan Miller's website, astrologyzone.com, and see how these eclipses will affect you in what area of your life and how you can use that energy to your um, to your advantage. Um, and I think that's all I have. We talked a lot about visual. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention to Abram, uh, Tom, was he was talking about visualization and using your imagination, imagining um and it was funny, I was writing things and he would say it, the, we were pretty synchronized, um, and he said, imagine that new house, imagine that new automobile. And uh, what I also started doing um, in the past year or so is as I'm falling asleep or as I'm waking up, I visualize my bedroom as my dream bedroom. Or I visualize that there is a screened-in lanai just outside the French doors of my bedroom, which I certainly don't have now. But that is what I'm incorporating into my emotions and accepting as real. How do you like that idea? I think he would agree with that technique. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great idea. He also, in the past, has given uh, a technique that he calls the pretend dream. If there's something you want or if you want to change or if you want a new house or a new lifestyle or whatever... When you go to sleep, just before you fall asleep, pretend you're in a dream uh, and you're in that experience of having the new house, you're walking around the new house, or you're mm-hmm. driving the new car or whatever it is. And the more you do that pretend dream, the more it becomes a real dream. And since he says the dreams are the real reality, that is kind of like the point where everything begins to really create itself as part of the reality that we have. Absolutely. You can construct it. All the elements, you can construct it. It's like a cartoon. You know, they said in Bugs Bunny, anything's possible in a cartoon. Anything's possible in a dream. So if you can imagine it, you can manifest it. You just have to believe that it's true, that it's real, and that it's for your, I guess, for your highest good is what wants to come out of my mouth. Um, But if it isn't, then you get to decide that later and change that too. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Excellent. And I, I... I think to to add something to that is that when we when we desire to have something or we desire a change and we want to command that change, not control it, but command that change and manifest that change. Let's say let's take the example of a car. If you want a new car, it's a good thing to watch how you think and the the tape that runs in your head and the conversations that you have with yourself in your head and what your emotions are and do you believe that you deserve to have it for one mm-hmm. which is the biggest one and how what kind of thoughts and emotions do you, do you have that you may not be aware of that would undermine that desire mm-hmm. because if we don't be, if we don't if we don't believe that we deserve it, then you're just you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot, basically. Yes, and a good and barometer. Gonna... Yeah, a, a good barometer to, to really examine your feelings is as you're driving. If someone were to drive by in, say, a Mercedes or a, another high ticket vehicle, immediately look at your emotions. Look at look at the what your your thoughts are saying. Like, damn that person, or 
oh, it's going to mm-hmm. take me so much longer to get that. No, turn that around. Stop that. Cancel that out. Cance- cancel out the emotions. Flip it over, like Abram would say, to excitement. Change that emotion to one of excitement and bless that person with the Mercedes. Bless them. Good for them. I would like to have one of those too, and I accept that as my reality. However you want to phrase it in your head. But don't cancel out your wish list with negative uh, judgments and emotions. The one thing that, um, not the one thing, but Abram said something that was very profound. And he said, to want something is to keep it from you. And I want to touch on that for a couple minutes, okay? Sure. Well, it had to be it had to be a good six or seven years ago. I was I was getting ready to go in and teach my class. I was uh, teaching Course in Miracles and then doing my guided meditation. And someone called me on the phone, and whatever the question was, I don't remember. But my response kind of surprised even me. And what I said was this, and I want the listeners, if you have a pen and paper, take out a pen and write these down. Write down the word need in block capital letters. Do that. Do it that way. And then further along the line, a little distance away, write the word want. And I wanted to explain the energetics of this. If you look at the word need, look at all the straight lines. When we have a need, that creates a direct line. Let's say we know the universe is in our minds. And and let's incorporate that into our thinking. Whether you see it as outside of you or inside your your brain and in your mind – When there is a need, such as a bill that needs to be paid, your children need to eat, uh, they need shoes, you need uh, something fixed. Need is very pure. It's it's a, a simple fact. You need to feed your children. And so money or food arrives at appropriate intervals in time to keep your children fed. Some, I know, some circumstances are less than desirable, but if you look back, it always arrives in direct response to that need. There's a direct shot where it can be delivered to you. Now, if we take a look at want, W-A-N-T, if you feel it, there's different shapes, and if you go into the energy, you may find that when you look at the things that you want, whether it's a bigger house, a, a more expensive car, uh, a partner, whatever you want, inside that energy are hopes and fears. We hope that we get something that that um, supersedes our, our expectations. We're afraid it'll be a hoax. We're afraid that it's not going to come in time. We want things, but then it's all mixed up and, and convoluted with hope and fear, with attachments and with expectations. So I guess what I want to say is when you make a list of the things that you want, make your wish list, and purify the energy by taking out – any kind of apprehension that it, it'll it happen in a way you don't want, don't worry about how it's going to happen. Don't worry about when it's going to happen. Make your wish list, and you could, you could burn it. You can read it every day, whatever you want, and incorporate that into your thinking that this is the reality that you're expanding into. This is your awareness, and this is what will, in that expansion, this is what will come to you to give you peace because we're here to be happy. We're here to be peaceful. We have these conflicts because of, diametrically opposed beliefs in the mind where, yes, I want a larger house, but what if I can't pay the mortgage? What if I don't feel I'm worthy of that house, of that car, of that partner? And these are the things, the the messy thinking that we need to clean up. I have to hand it over to you guys. Would you like to add to anything to amplify what I'm saying? 
No, I think you said it. Okay. Yeah, that Sue? was very. Yeah, I was. No, that's that's a very good way of, of putting at it and putting it and looking at it. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it makes sense when you when you write the words and when you look at the straight lines, that gives you a direct line for the universe, quote unquote, to provide you with what you you need to have or accomplish. When we want things, it's why do you want it? And he was saying that. Ask why you want children. What does being a parent mean to you? And I will add to that. Ask why. You want to be with a partner. What does spouse mean to you? What does husband mean? What does wife mean? Why do you want these things? Are you trying to pull that to you to protect you from something? Say yourself, because you don't like yourself very much. Do you need to work on your self-esteem? And are you the partner that you want to attract to yourself? So ask why you want the things you want and clean up the mess of those excessive thoughts that, well, if I had this, life would be better. If I had that, life would be better. If I had a different partner, life would be better. Life can only get better when you change your mind. It can only get better when you tidy up your thoughts, your beliefs, um, and your emotions. This is where we manifest from. That is, what shall we call it, the incubator. Mm -hmm. Starts with desire, then belief then thoughts, then emotions, because emotions are only byproducts of thought. Thoughts are indicators of belief. So when we look at those and dissect them, we can kind of compartmentalize what it is that's happening in our minds. But then when you clean that up and integrate it all back together, it will come back as self-worth, self-deserving, pure desire, and the ability to co-create, as Abram was talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and, and I like the way you phrase that as clean, clean up the messy thinking. Mhm. Mhm. That's that's so right on. We tend to, if you if you went if you're in a safe place right now and you can close your mind, there's an excellent exercise where you just sit and observe your thoughts and allow them to happen. What happens is when we have a thought such as they did this to me. We reach out, we grab onto it, and we incorporate it into our identity. And that makes it harder. It's like pulling weeds out that are six feet deep. Interesting that I just said six feet deep. Um, and it's so much harder to pull those out. We have to let go of our attachment to those thoughts, which are only thoughts. It doesn't mean they're true. But when we attach to those and we plant them in the subconscious mind, that's the fertile soil that creates the experiences that you dictated with your own mind. We're doing that, so we want to excise those toxic thoughts, those self-negating and self-limiting thoughts, and we want to focus on and amplify the good ones, that we are lovable, we are loving, we are worthy, we are worthy of health, happiness, peace, abundance, joy, and this has to be the tape that you listen to over and over in your mind, not the one you're currently hearing that says life is dissatisfying, you know? Yep. Right. And and I think it's important to take a look at how we feel that we are a victim. And I've recently had an experience because I am in a situation that is very strained and I'm it's it's not complicated but it's deep. Yes. So I'm going to make it as simple as possible. And through through my complaining and through my complicity and 
through my not wanting to make waves and by doing things um, and not standing up and saying, no, I don't want to do this or no, I don't want to do that. Instead of doing that, just kind of rolling over and allowing uh, other these in this situation, the people that are in this situation, you know, allow them to kind of uh, walk all over me, basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't normally allow people to do. And I've never considered myself a victim of anything, of my life, of circumstances or anything. But in this particular situation that is strained and that uh, I cannot readily distance myself from, and in ways that I don't want to distance myself, mm-hmm. that I and people pleasing is basically what I'm saying. Not not rolling over yeah. and letting them walk all over me, but that I've been a people pleaser, which yeah. you know rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I have actually put myself in in the position of being a victim. Okay, and I was not consciously aware of that. So when we do that, I think it's important for people also to, when they take a look at themselves and they take a look at their emotionality and the way they think and how they think and the situations that they are in, and to realize that people-pleasing is a false way of being equal with someone else. And I really want people to think about that. It is a false way of making yourself equal with another person or persons or situation. So when we people please, when we back off and we don't do things just because we don't want to make waves or we don't want to have conflict, that we're also putting ourselves in a position, maybe unconsciously, of being a victim. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was excellent. So I think it's very important for people to take a look at what's going on in their life and how they think and how they relate to other people and how they may be putting themselves in a position of being a victim. Yes. And they I, may I, not even consciously be aware of it. I wasn't. <laughs> but it, I like I do like all things that I do in my life I did it the hard way. And I think I do that I think I set my life up that way where I did do things the hard way all the time so that I would know the material thoroughly. And I like right. what you said about false – so I can teach it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. How are you going to teach it if you don't understand it at all its levels of energetic, you know, vibrant exactly uh, vibrations? So you said it's a false right. way of being equal. I love that phrase. And what I wrote down was people-pleasing equals self-sacrifice. And self-sacrifice is very important. So let's let's address this, and then we'll wrap up in a, in a minute or so. Here's what happens. It's when, when we become people-pleasers, or whether you want to use the phrase doormat, um, we, I, here's what happened in my mind. I wanted to do the right thing, the spiritual thing, the mature thing. Those were the things I hid behind. And in the back of my mind were these emotions why do I do more for others than I do for myself? And it's like a bargaining chip. And it's if if people love me more, then okay, maybe I'm not so bad. And I did this for decades. And then once I started to figure out my energetic contribution to situations, 
and of course, once I started studying A Course in Miracles and talking to Jesus, um, I learned, or rather remembered and understood, that when, say God is handing you something, say self love and abundance or joy, and self-sacrifice, you're basically taking what he gives you and saying, well, this is a wonderful gift. And then you make a judgment and say, but I think that person over there needs it more than I do. I'm strong. I can take it. I can handle it. And you deflect that gift onto someone else. What happens is it creates a void within you because picture a glass as being filled with water and those are the gifts of life and, and the desire to be happy and, and have a life that that you're proud of. And picture the water rising and then it starts to overflow. Your cup runneth over. Now, you can give that excess, whatever's running over, extend that freely to your brothers and sisters, to your family, to your community. Extend that freely. But when we start dumping that glass out, we're basically saying, I am not worthy of the gifts that God gave me. And then the ego is going to pull up. And one day, when someone does something to make you mad, the first words out of your mouth are going to be, how dare you after all I've done for you? And if you have said this to people in your life, whether recently or a decade ago, you need to go there and you need to clean that up and recognize that you were give, you were doing all that for a reason. It was to get something back because sacrifice demands sacrifice. Giving an extension are only extensions of the purity that is you, that is your spirit, that is your consciousness. As Abram was saying, all that you are is your consciousness. When you extend it, you give it freely, and you don't expect anything in return. Make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Well, this was fantastic. It was awesome. And the time I had a good time, right? even though I was sleeping. I know. <laughs> Poor Tom. He, he's like, what happened? What do you hear, Tom? It really was terrific. Um, it, um, and I, I feel that the timing was better. Everything went smoothly. No glitches whatsoever. So it feels really good. And I think right, uh, right. everybody will benefit from this. Feel free, ladies and gentlemen. Send your feedback to Tom and Sue or me. The websites, again, are mediumshipunplugged.com. That's Sue's website. Abramchanneling.com. A-B-R-A-M channeling.com let him know your thoughts you can also hear other messages by abram uh tom records uh, everything and he puts some really great videos together and of course mine is spiritualinsightsradio.com and any parting words no i think i think everything is wrapped up in the right way i think it was um well, I'm hoping it was a good show because, again, I was sleeping. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, it was it was fantastic. I was um, elated as as the information unfolded, and I started taking notes and then tapping into. I do. I was doing my best to mirror the thoughts of the listeners so that that deeper understanding could uh, come through, and it did, and it worked out really well. Good. Good. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you did uh, learn as much as we did. And I don't know if Abram will come back and do another. If he asked, I will certainly have him on again. But until next time, everyone, God bless and be at peace.